Hello, cookbook friend, and welcome to the Cookbook Divas podcast. My name is Katie, and with me is my co-host, Carrie, and we are cookbook obsessed. (laughs) On Fridays, we bring you new cookbook releases every single week. And on this episode, we are going to go over the brand new cookbooks that are coming out the third week of January. I'm going to start us off with Savory Dinner Pies, More Than 80 Delicious Recipes from Around the World. This is by Ken Hadrick, and Jeff McLaughlin is the editor. It comes out January 18th. Dinner pies have become a favorite go-to for one-dish recipes. You can make your own crust, or you can buy pre-made. No Which shame. Which is what I would do. Yep. I right. Would do I would. <laughs> yeah, I would do it, too. There's no reason not to. So the recipes that they have, they range of crusts and they range to make ahead ideas that are that are included along with how to use the almighty leftover to create pie masterpieces that are really your own. I like that they've incorporated using leftovers because putting it all in a pie would be great. There are 75 recipes and amazing four color photography. What does that mean? It means it's expensive to print. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, This is both a cookbook and an around-the-world tour of culinary traditions that can be incorporated into your own home, kitchen, uh, and weekly menu. It's great for parties, families, Sunday night dinners, neighborly welcomes, holidays, and any old night-of-the-week dinners, breakfasts and lunches, so everything. So check out Savory Dinner Pies, More Than 80 Delicious Recipes from Around the World by Ken Heydrich and Jeff McLaughlin. I am so excited for that. And my boyfriend loves like pot pies and things, but I don't want to just make chicken pot pie. That's boring. Yeah, every day. Exactly. And the leftovers is a great idea. And last night I just threw out some vegetarian taco, quote unquote, meat. Yeah. I couldn't remember when we made the tacos, so I threw it out. But that would have been so good in a little savory like tamale pie or something. (sighs) Oh, that sounds amazing. You're (sighs) right. That would have been great. So my first cookbook of the day is the Complete Cajun Cookbook, 100 Home-Cooked Bayou Classics by Ryan Boudreau. That is such a New Orleans name, Boudreau. I know so (laughs) many people there with that last name, but I don't know Ryan. So Cajun food has deep roots in home-style country cooking and the rich heritage of Cajun culture, culture, and they combine to create unique flavors we cannot find anywhere else. And that is why you need to go to New Orleans and go to restaurants, Katie. That's so, the food is so good. I know. Someday. So there are a whole bunch of New Orleans cookbooks out there, but the publisher says, hey, here's what differentiates this book from the other ones. You get a crash course on the history of Cajun cuisine, and you learn how to master regional cooking techniques. And I like that because then you can apply it to your other dishes that aren't in this particular cookbook. You get tips for stocking a Cajun kitchen which is helpful because all I would know to do is grab some some hot sauce. <laughs> That's, what That's I was not thinking. quite enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> you discover the ingredients that set Cajun cuisine apart, and you can find an easy recipe for throwing together your own Cajun seasoning. Hmm. I do have some Cajun seasoning that I got at Trader Joe's in the house. <clears throat> we hmm. put it on our hash browns. That sounds amazing, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, the book offers classic and creative recipes like an enticing mix of traditional favorites and modern Cajun cooking, from seafood gumbo to corn macachou. Macachou? 
Excuse me. Yum. So you can bring home the vibrant flavors of New Orleans with this Louisiana cookbook. It's called The Complete Cajun Cookbook by Ryan Boudreau. Next up is Small Batch Snacking Cake Cookbook. 75 Quick Prep Recipes to Satisfy Your Sweet Tooth. This is by Amy Broussard. It comes out January 18th. I really think I need snacking cakes all the time. I always make big <laughs> cakes and then I only eat a small piece. It's pretty sad. <laughs> I know. So I want peaceful. like three pieces, like one the first day and then maybe one with tea the next day and one with yes. tea the next day. And then I'm done and I have half a cake left. Ugh. Yeah. And then you have to give it away and yeah. be like, here, people have cake. I knock uh, on the neighbor's door and they refuse to answer because they know I'm coming over with cake. <laughs> exactly. I don't want any more. So this cookbook is packed full of recipes that are quick to prep. They're big on taste and they only use simple ingredients. So you can bake cake anytime. It's kind of dangerous. Uh, you'll create 75 small cakes. Each has 10 servings or less uh, that are perfect for breakfast, grab and go, sweetening up after school, snacking, or just celebrating that it's Tuesday. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? Uh, so what sets this whole book apart from other dessert cookbooks is that you can Build your own small cake kitchen, which is gathering all of your basic equipments, your tools, ingredients, and things that you should always have on hand. You can master cake making basics, and that means like mastering your tiny little cakes. So including this includes like tips on how to prep your pans, hone your mixing technique, and check for doneness and all kinds of stuff. Uh, you can find your cake fast. So all the recipes are organized by main flavors, occasion, and dietary requirements Ooh. to help you satisfy your craving quickly and easily. So create just the right amount of no occasion cake to satisfy your sweet tooth using these this these delicious small batch recipes. So that's Small Batch Snacking Cake Cookbook by Amy Broussard. We need to stop talking about cake before lunchtime. Dang. No, I'm drooling. It's a problem. <laughs> Next up, we have an international cookbook that I'm super intrigued by. It's Tamu, a guest at the Bornean Table by Brian Coe. And Tamu is spelled T-A-M-U. It mm. came out on January 15. Little has been written about the cuisines of Borneo. I don't mm. think I've seen a Bornean cookbook. Me Bornean, either. yes. Yeah. It's the fourth largest island in the world. And I know that because we just saw that on Jeopardy last week. And oh we goodness. did not get that question right. So <laughs> next time I'm watching Jeopardy and they ask this 10 years from now, I'll know the answer. Yeah. So this island is occupied by three nations, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Brunei. There's an astonishing biodiversity. And the author, Brian Coe, spent four years traveling across the island to meet some of the myriad communities. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's indigenous ethnic groups, and pardon me if I mispronounce them, I've never seen these words before this moment, the Iban, Dusun or Dusun, Marut, Malays, and Banjaris, and there's settlers like the Chinese, Javanese, and Bugis, Bugis, something, sorry, Phew. The result is the rich, engaging, and kaleidoscopic Tamu, a guest at the Bornean table, written as a travelogue, but it has food firmly at its core. The yeah. book also sheds light on the lives, culture, and traditions of the people who make up this fascinating land. And Katie, you took so many anthropology classes. You might need this cookbook, too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. 
Uh, they also let us know about some of the lesser known botanicals that form the foundation of the island's local cuisines. And I'm fascinated to find out about those. I yeah, bet they have cool. herbs and spices we've never heard of. And yeah, hopefully there's not a bunch of weird animals they're cooking up because I'm vegetarian <laughs> and I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> so the book is sumptuous with food and location photographs, all of which were executed by Ko, who also designed the book. So. That's Tamu, a guest at the Bornean table by Brian Ko, and that's spelled K-O-H. That's really cool. My next cookbook is by Publications International. It is Healthy Mediterranean Recipes. Yum. Simple, nutritious, and delicious recipes for everyday meals. Uh, so you can discover the pleasures of fresh flavors and tantalizing aromas from every corner of the sunny Mediterranean, which is cool. I like having the whole Mediterranean in a Mediterranean cookbook. Sometimes yes. they only focus on like Greece. So it's like, <laughs> we need True. more. Um, so you can incorporate healthy ingredients like fruit, vegetables, whole grains, olive oil, pasta, fish, poultry, fresh herbs, and warm spices into your diet and enjoying simply delicious food from all these wonderful countries. It features more than 80 recipes for filling nutritious and delicious salads, soups, main dishes, vegetables, breads, and grain dishes. The chapters include basically everything I just listed before, but they do divide it up their uh, grains and their meat dishes a little bit more. So you see like grains and beans as a chapter, pasta yeah. and couscous, which is great. Um, even breads and sandwiches. They have poultry and fish. And I'm not seeing any heavy red meats, which is really cool, too. Yeah. Uh, the There is a snack chapter, and it includes delicious dips and spreads. So there's obviously, like, hummus. But there's another thing called, I'm probably going to butcher this, and I'm very sorry. It's tyro cafeteri. Do you know what this is? I've never heard of that word. It sounds Good. It's got Greek, it's like Greek spicy feta spread. Yum. Ooh. And there's baba ganoush. There's light bites like bruschetta and mini chickpea cakes. There's a lot of cool stuff in this cookbook. So if you're interested in the Mediterranean diet and want to try it out for the first time, I recommend he Healthy Mediterranean Recipes by Publications International. I love Mediterranean food, and I actually have some labneh in the house right now, and now I'm like, I wonder if I could mute myself, run downstairs, and snack on it during <laughs> the podcast. So, I better not. so good. Oh, <laughs> yum. I don't blame you. <laughs> My next cookbook is called Marcus's Kitchen, My Favorite Recipes to Inspire Your Home Cooking by Marcus Waring. He's a Michelin-starred chef, and he's going to teach us to learn to cook his favorite home-cooked recipes. That's Chapters, cool. yeah, include Worth the Weight, which introduces the art of slow cooking, which I do need to learn more about. Market Garden, featuring a wealth of vibrant vegetable recipes. Yay, vegetables. In fact, I have an eggplant I need to do something with today because I made eggplant parmesan last night. I can't do the same thing two days oh. in a row. Oh, but it's good. Oh, there, there's a chapter called Simply Essential that shows us how to supercharge our staples and leftovers. Yes, I need help with that. And some of the incredible dishes he teaches us to create are rosemary and malt glazed lamb belly. <laughs> I'll have a no thank you helping, but you guys that love lamb, there you go. Enjoy. <laughs> there's a, uh-oh, how do I pronounce this? N-D-U-G-A. Hmm. Naduja? Maybe. And feta ravioli? Feta. Mm. 
peach radicchio and smoked almond salad, and a St. Clement's treacle tart. So alongside the recipes he loves, Marcus also reveals the very best techniques, tips, tricks, and processes he's learned throughout his career so you can master all your dishes with confidence. I'm sold. I want yeah. that. I'm cool. going to buy that. But I'm also going to butt in and not let Katie talk for another minute because I want to talk about Alice Waters Cooks Up a Food Revolution by Diane Stanley. And the illustrator is Jesse Hartland. This comes out January 18. Now, we know that when Alice Waters grew up and then opened a restaurant called Chez Panisse that's as famous as, as it comes. Yeah. As part of her quest to make delicious food, she sought out small local farmers to provide the meat and dairy and produce. And the restaurant made her famous, but it also started a food revolution, mm-hmm. such as farm to table. Yeah. So today, home cooks and chefs alike are all discovering the simple secret to the best food ever. The food, the book is a celebration of food, cooking, and the woman whose curiosity and devotion to flavor kickstarted America's interest in buying local, organic food. But I do want to mention that Katie and I live in Seattle, and we don't get a lot of sunshine. So we do have <laughs> farms within, like, what, 10 minutes of both of our homes? Yeah. But they're not growing the world's best tomatoes. We have to get those from eastern Washington, where there's tons of sunshine. Yes. So sometimes you do have to truck your food over. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Katie, it's finally your turn to talk about a book. I will shut up. What's next oh on your goodness. list? Well, the last book of this whole list is actually the Cannabinoid Cookbook, Transform Your Health Using Herbs and Spices from Your Kitchen. This is by Daniel Green. And medical doctor Joseph Feuerstein. This comes out January 18th. And I know a lot of people have been asking us to do some cannabis cooking cookbooks. And we we slip them in every once in a while. But this one seemed really interesting and kind of January is health month. So I wanted to slip this in. Um, So it's really under it's understandable to be wary about holistic foods and their healing properties. Totally. However, when used and prepared correctly... These rich foods are full of natural healing remedies that can help you ease pain, sleep better, distress, and so much more. That sounds really tempting right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep better. Uh, So jam-packed with healing ingredients, making easy and healthy dinner ideas has never been easier. Discover wonderful, wonderful uses of turmeric, basil, rosemary, flax, oregano, cloves, cinnamon, cacao, and more. This cookbook provides a ton of healthy recipes using health healing herbs and spices that can kickstart your cannabis or your cannabinoid system and help you feel better each day. So this is interesting. I wonder, so I'm not seeing a lot of cannabis in this uh, cookbook, but it seems like these herbs help with our endocannabinoid response. So that'll be interesting to Mm. explore. I'll try to find this cookbook at my library or at the store and look through it because it sounds interesting. So that is the Cannabinoid Cookbook by Daniel Green and Joseph Feuerstein. The next several cookbooks on the list are vegan and plant forward. So if you're not interested, feel free to fast forward. But we all could use some more vegetables to eat. And I wanted to take a quick second to ask if you'd leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, if that happens to be where you're listening to us, or drop us a comment on our Facebook and Instagram posts to let us know how we're doing. All right, Katie, what's the first vegan cookbook on your list? 
my first vegan cookbook is the Weekly Vegan Meal Plan Cookbook, a three-month kickstart guide to plant-based cooking. This is by Kylie Perotti. Uh, it com- or came out January 18th. Uh, the Weekly Vegan Meal Plan Cookbook offers three months, as we know, worth of vegan meal plans with 60 tried-and-true dinner recipes for five nights a week. My favorite part is there's a comprehensive grocery list. Oh, so yeah. you take the guesswork out of grocery shopping altogether. I love that. That's so easy. I love grocery shopping, but with the current you know, pandemic, I'm in and out of the store in under five minutes. So I have to plan ahead to know where stuff is and not go down the same aisle three times. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Yeah, I, I do it, too. So your first week's plant-based meal in- can include things like an easy white miso brothy beans recipe. Braised tatsoi with crispy tofu. What's that? I don't know. I wonder if it's kind of like a uh, tempeh or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sweet potato fritters with harissa sour cream. Ooh, yum. Yum. Ginger turmeric coconut soup. Balsamic farro salad with figs. So there's a lot of cool recipes in here to get you started with doing vegan or plant-based meals. So this is the weekly vegan meal plan cookbook if you want things to be really easy. This is by Kylie Perotti. What's next for you, Carrie? This one is more plants on your plate. Over 75 fast and easy plant-forward recipes and meal prep tips. Thank you, yes. By (laughs) Bailey Radigan. And it came out January 18. Radigan is spelled R-H-A-T-I-G-A-N. So eating plant forward doesn't necessarily have to mean vegetarian or vegan. It simply eat means eating more fridge, veggies, excuse me, fruits and whole grains for better health. Bailey delivers more than 75 recipes that are primarily plant-based, but include smaller portions of meat and other animal products for flavor and satiety. Mm-hmm. So if you're a vegan or a vegetarian like us, you can just kick out that part of the recipe <laughs> or put in your fake meat. Uh, The recipes are designed to feed two with leftovers, but you can easily scale them up to feed a larger family. And most can be made ahead of time to feed you throughout the week. Yes, thank you. So some of the recipes in the cookbook include veggie egg cups, cauliflower hash, yes, chipotle acorn squash and kale stew, mushroom stroganoff, yum, a Mexican quinoa bake, Blueberry breakfast cookies, that sounds too sugary. I'm sorry. I'm out. But (laughs) Uh, Bailey's recipes will have you feeling your best and loving every bite. That's More Plants on Your Plate by Bailey Radigan. And the actual last cookbook on our list is one that I think a lot of people are looking forward to. It's Unbelievably Vegan, 100 Plus Life-Changing Plant-Based Recipes by Charity Morgan. And Venus Williams does the forward of this. Um, I actually watched, uh, I think it's called Game Changers, and Charity Morgan was featured on there. She really is a huge advocate for athletes specifically to eat more plant-based because we don't actually need as much uh, meat meat protein as we think yeah. we do. Um, so whether you're new to plant-based eating or already a convert, when you cook vegan with Charity Morgan, she's a private chef to elite athletes and rock stars. You may be leaving out the meat, dairy, and eggs, but you won't be missing out on flavor and, most of all, indulgence of your favorite comfort foods. This is her first cookbook. 
and she lays out a plan for anybody who wants to eat less meat, whether they're looking to go totally vegan or just be a little more plant-based and meat-free. She pulls a lot of her recipes from her Puerto Rican and Creole heritage, as well as being from the American South. So you'll find her recipes are full of flavor. There's things like smoky jambalaya. She has a hearty jerk spiced lentils with coconut rice and mango salsa. A jalapeno bay con corn cakes. (laughs) Cute. With chili lime maple syrup and a molten decadent decadent salted caramel apple crisp. Mm. Oh, my mouth is watering. I'm having problems. (laughs) So there's 100 recipes for living a meat-free life without giving up your favorite comfort foods. One of my favorite pictures in this whole cookbook is uh, plates of fries that look amazing. They're like big fries, too. So she guides us on how to use things like oyster mushrooms as stand-ins for, like, chicken or how to use spiced walnuts to taste like chorizo. Whoa. So she proves that vegan food can actually be fun, filling, healthy, and super good. This is Unbelievably Vegan by Charity Morgan. And that is the end of this podcast episode of Cookbook Divas. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next Friday for our next episode covering cookbooks coming out the final week of January 2022. You can find our cookbook review videos on YouTube and we post cookbook news and info to our Facebook and Instagram profiles so that you can find us wherever your favorite social media platform is. (laughs) Bye.